This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal and rock interviews and segments. Hi, this is Nocturnal from Somnium Nox. You're listening to Mosh Pit on Sin. Nocturnal is the guitarist of Sydney am- atmospheric black metal band Somnium Nox, whose debut, Terrianarnus, is out now. They'll be supporting King and Blackhelm at their Sydney show at the Bald Face Stag on August 18th. Nocturnal, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's a relatively new band. I'm, I'm kind of impressed by like how good your release is this soon into the band you know for first album and all that but talk a little bit about how the band started oh okay um how do we start so okay from from god we were just under or just uh, we're we're coming up to about a year now we've been around um i don't even know the date i think we're just We've been around for a year. Uh, it started off as a two-man project with me and um, me and Nate, the other the vocalist. We weren't really interested in doing anything live or anything even anything serious. To be honest, we just were like, "Let's do it. Let's see what happens." We were kind of playing everything by ear. Um, so about a year ago, we released Apocrypha, which is a 16 17 minute track uh which was received way better than i thought it was going to be received (laughs) um we kind of tossed them to it you know uh, all right do we want to write more music do we want to take it live do we want to get other members i work much better with just you know maybe i work by myself a lot better (laughs) than with other people um so it was a big kind of debate in my head whether you know how many people do i do i want to bring into this and whatnot um so you know we we went out and we looked for some people we found some people it was a lot easier than i thought everything was happening a lot easier than i thought so i was like okay we'll try the live thing we so i started writing this album god i don't know pretty much exactly after i finished apocrypha um did that in about three months uh, recorded it, you know, rehearsed it, toured it. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of... That's how it all started. Oh, cool. The name, how did you decide on that? I think... Hmm, I think names are kind of overrated in general. So I scribbled down about five of them, and I picked one at random. <laughs> in terms of the album written over three months... What's your process like? Do you do you need a quiet space? Does the things come to you? Do you have to concentrate? How is that process like for you? For me, I'll get into some kind of writing mode, uh, whether that comes forcefully or inspirationally. Is another story. It can come either way, um, but I'll spend a lot of time on it. Um, I get distracted very easily, so I need to kind of do it all in one push. push. Otherwise, I'm not interested in doing it anymore. Um, I will pretty much write from start to finish. So that whole thing was written from the first note to the last note in order, just like that. Really? I think that that's the first time I've kind of 
heard that approach because a lot of people I talk about, they say, oh, we had some riffs, uh, we, we sort of combine it, which may, maybe sort of speaks to the very individual nature of the writing process, I guess. Mm. I played around with a lot of different types of writing and that seems to be the one that kind of better reflects what I want to bring forth. Does anything influence you either f- prior to starting writing the album or while you're actually writing in that process? Um, it can be anything and it can be a lot of things. Uh, I'm mostly influenced by other music, to be honest. <laughs> um, but it could be anything sound related is what, what influences me. That probably sort of speaks to some of the sound recording that you do that people listen to it and sort of pay you know close attention there's a lot of extra sound sort of going on at times during the album why why did you choose that because you know a bunch of bands do it but it's not sort of something that's every band's oh we've got all right we've made all the music let's go ahead and do the sound recording of, of the field and stuff like that why, why did you choose to include that why did i choose to include field recordings i like capturing moments so if it's, you know, or capturing the sounds of places and incorporating them into the music, that's just something I've always been a fan of. I've been a fan of using and listening to music with field recordings in it. And, um, um, yeah, it's always something I wanted to play around with. It seems to work in this medium, so I'm going to keep it up as long as it keeps working. How do you go about sort of finding the right sound? And then also, how do you go about putting it in a way that f- sort of flows nicely with the rest of the music you've made? Um, well, it always doesn't flow. <laughs> I, I've always got... Actually, the first recording I made, I was literally carrying around my whole fucking recording rig. It was like a, my laptop, my interface, my microphones, and just like setting it up on the mic stands. It was really... It was getting a bit... Um, it was a great recording. The quality was amazing, but um, it was getting really <laughs> hard to like capture. So I, I've always I've always got a little two track recorder in my pocket. Um, not always, I forget a lot of the time. But I'm, when I remember, I'm going somewhere with a sound that I wanna wanna capture. I, I, I'll bring it with me. So um, it doesn't always. I, I record as much as I can. Um, it's from different places where I've been. Sometimes I go there and I like the sound of an area, so I come back and I record it. Uh, it doesn't always work. Uh, obviously, if the section's too busy, it's not going to work. Mm. Um, it's it's going to contrast too much. So it's 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 again just trial and error. I just got to play around and see what happens. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, so you you didn't specifically go to any places. You sort of it was sort of oh I've gone to somewhere. Oh, that sounded really good. I'll, I'll incorporate that. Um, yeah, well, no, I'll be, okay, well, let me, let me run through the recording. Mean, the first one we used was just from a creek in the Royal National Park, and I just wanted to get the sound of water running, so I went down and set up my microphones and captured the recording. I, um, I have one of a, of a beach. It's, um, it's in Cornell, and it's actually the spot where Captain Cook landed, <laughs> where he first set foot onto, you know, Australia. I haven't been able to make it work anywhere. It's too busy <laughs> recording. But I really wanted to get that in there, but it just hasn't worked anywhere. Um, so, again, it's like trial and error. 
but uh, let's see. Uh, I've got one. One that was used at the ending of this album was uh, Belangelo State Forest, which was, um, if anyone knows where that is, it's in the Highlands. It was Ivan Malat's playground. Um, so that, that, that place just has a spooky feeling to it in general. So I thought the recording sounded spooky as well. So that worked in on the last track. Um, yeah, it's, 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 like I said, it's a lot of, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I've got a whole bunch of them that haven't worked off, but hopefully I'll be able to put into some future releases Cool. in the right sections. Now, something that I was kind of fascinated by was the inclusion of a didgeridoo in the album, which, why did you choose to include that in the album? Um... I've always loved the didgeridoo since as far as I can remember. I think it's a fantastic instrument. Um, I learned how to play um, from a friend of mine I went to TAFE with. He kind of showed me the basics. I'm mostly self-taught. Um, I decided I wanted to try using it. Uh, we put it into the end of the track. It seemed to work nicely. One thing that I love about a lot of music in this sort of general area is the ability to really balance out the sort of forceful, ferocious kind of black metal stuff with this real calm and sort of really intentionality. How do you how do you go about balancing that stuff out? Say like because you like you got just this sort of really calm, peaceful stuff, and then you got you know the real sort of heavy stuff. How do you go about balancing all that stuff out? I think. Having the the calm before the storm makes the storm that much more intense. Whenever I listen to, listen to albums that are just, just back to front, just intense blast beats, fast, just complete. I mean, that's just not that interesting interesting to me. Um, it's actually very hard to make that interesting. It can be done. Uh, Nightside Eclipse by Emperor is probably an album that's just always so intense and somehow they make it work. I can't do it. So I prefer to have the calmer sections leading. I like that stuff. I like crescendos. I like, I think it flows better. I think it breathes better as music in general, um, regardless of, you know, the type of music. Now, I was really, really kind of like, oh, wow. Uh, Colin Marston, who mastered your album, is from one of my favorite brands, Kralis, yes. among an infinite amount of others. Um, oh, you know Kralis. Cool. Yeah, there I, you go. I love another Kralis fan. <laughs> Kralis, Kralis is amazing. Kralis is. I thought you were going to say Gore Guts, and I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like yeah, someone else knows Kralis. All right, you go on. What? How'd you arrange that? Is it like, uh, is it is it complicated, or is it just, hey, I want you to do this, and he does it? It is literally, hey, I want you to do this, and then he does it, but he says, ah, oh, he's a pretty busy man, mm. so he's like, ah, oh, eight months time. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Um, I, I love I like Gorguts as well. Uh, Kralis is one of my favorite bands. He's also the band that kind of got me, not got me into black metal, the, 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 the band that made me want to do black metal, like perform it and write it myself for a band called Ultra Plagues. And he, uh, he mastered their first album as well. So he's done a lot. He just works with that kind of music, you know. So, um, and he's actually not that expensive. <laughs> So uh, it was a no-brainer that I wanted to master it. Um, it. It was literally just he's you know he plays in so many bands <laughs> and records and 
works with so many bands that it's a long waiting list. But um, I asked him before the album was even written, and his response was eight months, and I was like, all right, cool, I've got a, I've got a due date. <laughs> so, and I have to work like that. I can't just, if I, I always give myself a time limit, because if I don't, I'll half-ass around for <laughs> forever, and nothing will ever get done. So it's always a good way me, you know, I need to have some kind of date to shoot for. That's how I generally work. So that was kind of worked in both our favors. Now, you talked a little bit about being surprised at how well Apocrypha was received. Um, did you learn anything in the writing of recording that that you could apply to this album? Um, no, I've, I've learned more from the second one. Because the first one, again start to finish wrote that in a few weeks the whole the whole thing was done in, in about two months from writing to recording to mixing to releasing it was a very quick um, process and people still love it people still tell me that it's it's a, it's a great um, great track um, this one is a little different and I've probably learned a little bit from the contrast of the two. So not so much that I've learned from the first one, but the second one in reflecting to how different it is. And not that it's a lot different. It's just, you know, I'm always experimenting, playing around with things. So, What did you learn yeah. from the second one? Sorry? What did you learn from the second one? The second one, obviously it was longer. It was twice the length. <laughs> um, I'm, uh, the second one was a bit more of a design than it was a just creative process. I don't know if that makes sense. You can, I, I, I view those two things differently. Creating just from the go and designing something, I think are two different things. Uh, of course you can creatively design and design creatively, but whatever. Um, so the second release, it was written the same way, but it was, um, I had a better idea of what I wanted in my head before I, it happened. And I had so many notes before I started, like this kind of stuff, this kind of, you know. Uh, so it came out a little differently. I'm not sure if that's a better way or just a different way. But it, I don't know. Um, the next one's going to be super designy, so we'll see how it goes. If it's other, other crap, I'll go back in the other direction. Uh, I'm, I've always sort of been a bit fascinated by Latin, and so has kind of this metal being fascinated by Latin. In terms of the name of the album, uh, this may just be me just noticing stuff, but is that at all inspired by the second verse of Genesis, which does feature those two <laughs> words? Um, oh, I almost don't want to tell you. Um, no, if you don't I want to tell, that's all right. I like keep... No, I will. I will go into it. Um, I like keeping stuff abstract because I, like I like that stuff. I like it when people create their own meaning behind things. I try to keep music in general. I mean, music's a very abstract art in general, but I like to make it as abstract as possible so people go in without any you know, prior intentions. But um, uh, no, it's got nothing to do with Genesis at all. Oh, that's um, the name, okay, so the name roughly and directly translates to Empty Land. Um, every time I get an rev album review, they get it, they get it wrong. <laughs> it's like Empty Earth or or something like that. Uh, but the direct translation we were after was Empty Land. Um, 
it's it's basically okay so the the term is a reference to the culture of having no culture um basically and that's not to say that before anyone kind of you know starts getting angry at me i'm not saying australia doesn't have any culture <laughs> it's got a lot of it uh we're a big melting pot of culture here in fact but if you look at traditional black metal you know coming from norway and scandinavia a lot of their culture goes into the music uh if you look at wolves in the throne room a band from um north usa they're trying to paint a landscape of the you know their surroundings with their sound um death spell omega you know they put french hymns they're a french band they put a lot of french hymns and stuff into their music a lot of black metal in general is associated with the culture and the land that it comes from now for me i'm just a white guy like <laughs> i got no cult i like my culture is general is you know globalized western <laughs> but there's also a giant sense of individualism in the in black metal and so the 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 empty land was kind of like a a reference to that it's like the, it's my my culture my the culture of having no culture or the um the culture of music creating culture see all music originally came from culture and now music is creating it so that makes sense <laughs> a couple of questions about you because i always love to get people's kind of where they, oh joy yeah where they on. come from <laughs> what, what, what is how, how, you know their kind of musical environment when did you first start listening to music kind of for your own enjoyment of it god let me think back Ugh, i'm old um probably around i mean probably mid-teens around 14 15 was when i started doing that um yeah it's probably metallica man yeah. <laughs> from then on Cool. Yeah, from, from from around the time I heard them. I mean, that kind of opened stuff. I, I hadn't heard music like that before. I mean, I'd heard when I was when I was in when I was a teenager, there was metal, but it was like Limp Bizkit and Corn and you know that kind of stuff. I'd never heard songs that long before. I'd never heard guitar solos like that. I'd never heard it, same with Metallica. Contrasting sections, just acoustic bits, and then into just full on thrash metal. Um, so that kind of sparked an interest there. Uh, when did you first start playing the guitar? I actually started as a bass player. Um, mm. I didn't pick up a, like a guitar guitar until I was about 17. But um, from hearing bands like Metallica, I was like, all right, got to get into a band now. This has to happen. So I, I was like, all right, let's, let's, let's see. No one plays bass. I'll play bass. <laughs> so that's what I did. I, got a, I went and bought a bass. And I started learning like that. I played that for about two years, and then I eventually, because I was just in the middle all the time, it's like, I want to play guitar. I mean, this <laughs> bass. I I didn't know any. There's really. I mean, now I know a lot of um, heavy metal bass players that are just you know amazing. But back then it was kind of just, eh. <laughs> I want to you know <laughs> play something louder and heavier and more distorted. So um, I didn't pick up a guitar till about seventeen, eighteen. And final question, do you have any, I know this is probably difficult, some people it's incredibly easy, but do you have any favourite bands or albums? Yeah, you'd have to, <laughs> a lot. Um, uh, currently I'm obsessed with Skryabin, who's a Russian, Cyril, uh, not Cyril, he's a Russian composer and piano player. Um, 
But you, it's, it's as, okay. As in black metal, uh, similar to the bands I mentioned before, Death Spell, Wolves, Ultra Plagues, Prowlers, obviously. Um, too many to go into, man. Oh, yeah, a lot. Nocturnal, thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Hurrah, thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au slash moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and metal tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au. Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Tomato from Flashgun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm Enid from Girls School. I am Phoebe Pinnock from Heaven the Axe. Hey, this is Gary Oldman of the Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizon's Edge, and you're listening to The Moss Pit on Sin FM. Hi, this is Aina from Leopard. Hi, I'm Virginia Lilly from the band Lilly. This is Ron from 1449. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Eberhead. Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benante with Anthrax, and you are listening to the Mosh Pit on Tips.